Welcome to Harvest Valley Worship Center's Sermon of the Week. You can discover more about our church, pastors, and special guests at hvwc.com. We hope that you are blessed by today's message. Chris also had mentioned that MIT is going to be doing sermonettes on the core values. So all four of us will be picking a different one and doing it. So today, it's me. So I'm going to come do this one. I'm introducing myself. I'm here. So the one that I got is generosity. And the the title of it I, I did is Generosity in Many Ways. It's a key value at Harvest Value. A key value at Harvest Value is generosity. And the definition we have for it is that it is that we devise and invent strategies to give in every way. Financially, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Because it takes all of those. Just giving financially isn't going to solve a lot of people's problems. So you need, we need to do the, the spiritually, the physically, and the emotionally too. Um, I've picked three verses to touch on generosity and how we do it. Um... One, we meet people where they're at. And so you, you, let me, I'll read what the scripture is, and it might not hit you right away why I picked that one for this, but I, I think you'll get it when I explain. It's Matthew 6, 1 through 4. This is the Passion Translation. It says, Examine your motives to make sure you are not showing off when you do your good deeds, only to be admired by others. Otherwise, you will lose the reward of your heavenly Father. So when you give to the poor, don't announce it and make it a show of it. Just be seen by people, just to be seen by people, like uh, the hypocrites in the streets and in the marketplace. They've already received their reward. But when you demonstrate generosity, do it with pure motives and without drawing attention to yourself. Give secretly, and your Father, who sees all you do, We'll reward you openly. We want to help people in a way that is productive for them. Not to cause fanfare, not to cause shame in any way. We want to meet them where they're at. We don't do this so that everybody can pat us on the back. We do this to help the people that need help. We're not doing this for our glory. We're doing this for God's glory. And he sees what we're doing. We do this with pure heart to help and heal others. That's what this house is called to do. I've been the recipient of this kindness and generosity from members of this body. I had an unexpected bill come up that went to collections and was possibly going to garnish my wages. This person negotiated with the collection agency for me, which reduced the debt in half and then helped me set up a payment plan so I could pay it. And nobody even knows that they did this because they did it with just me and set it up so that I could handle it and do it. 
they met me where I was at. Number two, prosperity heaping upon, heaped upon and saturated. Proverbs 11, 24 through 25 says, Generosity brings prosperity, but withholding from charity brings poverty. Those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them, and the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. We want people to prosper, to grow, to shine. And all we have to do is to be generous for that to happen. When you are filled up to overflow, all we, and as, as we fill up the other people and they're healed and they overflow, the cycle just continues. If we overflow into them and then they overflow into the next one and they overflow into the next one, it just keeps going. The byproduct of generosity is prosperity, heavenly blessings heaped upon us, and being saturated with favor. <laughs> Why would you not want that? What a great way to have a body that way. As I said before, this just continues to grow as we do it. My example of this is that I have poured my time and my energy into this body in doing whatever was needed. I was at a point where I had to stop working at a job because of physical pain. I started putting more time in here, and people noticed. I was healed of the pain from all the prayers, and a generous person from this body offered me a job. A job that I could work at and still put time in here and make more money than I did working overtime at the job I was doing before. And of course, there's the two mission trips that I went on that were completely paid for. Number three, share what you have. Acts 2, 44 through 45. All the believers were in fellowship as one body. And they shared with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need of them. We share what we have. Be it wisdom, time, skills, gifts, talents, finances, or maybe even a listening ear to help others. We give as God leads us however that looks. Maybe that is selling some assets to help others. I've shared my gifts. I've shared my talents with this body. I've, I didn't sell my house in Montana just to give to this body. But I did give a gift off the sale of that body that was able to bless and sow into every ministry that was here at the time when I did that six years ago. I gave what I had. Now, I don't tell you all these things to, to toot my own horn and to tell you how perfect I am, because I'm not. 
Not even close. I do it because I believe in this body. And I believe in God. I think I've got one more page here if I can see it. (laughs) We as a body aren't generous for the fanfare or the accolades. And we don't do it for a return. But as you can see with each one of these verses that I read to you, we don't have to do it for return because God already has promised to give us that return in everything that we do. So at Harvest Valley, we meet people where they are, we share what we have, and we heap on them, saturate them, and watch them prosper. Okay. Now, for the real sermon. I'm going to have Dennis come up. Dennis is a a man with God's heart. He's going to sit down again. No, dude, you're up. Yeah, I did my little part. Everybody welcome Dennis up. That was a real sermon. I guess the thing I like most about speaking here is diving deep into study and just hearing God's voice in all this. And, and I learned so very much preparing for this sermon. It's like, yes, God, I think you've been trying to speak this to me for a long time, and I've heard because of preparing for this. So the title of my sermon this morning is Thinking like heaven. The reason we struggle in life so much is because we think with our fleshly mind. We try to figure out things on our own and our own power. We let things affect us. This world is temporary, it's temporal, but the kingdom of God is eternal. So, the things that happen in this life, one, one of the things being offense. Offense. The spirit of offense, it's so easy to get offended. I've said this last time I spoke, but offense is so anti-God. Jesus gave his life for us. He forgave us for everything we ever have, will do. And offense is rooted in the fleshly mind. Offense comes from pride. It's like, I'm not going to forgive that person. Did you read the Bible? (laughs) The Bible clearly talks about forgive those that do things against you and you will be forgiven. So, let's rise above offense. I give up my right to be offended, Lord. I give up my right to be offended. Because I have surrendered all my rights to you, my king. And I have, don't have the right to be offended. Even though in the natural it might look like I have the right, in the kingdom, that kingdom mindset says, no, I don't have the right. Amen. 
Romans uh, 8, 7 through 8 says in the Passion, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plans and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those controlled by the flesh. So when we're trying to please God, we must look at another dimension, and that's the kingdom of God. Yes, we all think like human beings sometimes. It's just part of being human. But God is calling us higher. He's calling us so much higher. We are not of this earth. If we've been reborn into the kingdom of God, we are citizens of another kingdom. We call it the unseen realm. The problem with the unseen realm is it's so invisible you can't see it. <laughs> with these. But with our spiritual eyes, we can see it. thought came to me when I was studying that you and I are more spirit than we are flesh. What's the part of us that's going to live forever? It's our spirit. What's the part that's going to be with God forever? It's in the spirit. Our eternal home is in the spirit. So you and I are spirit before we are flesh even though we can't see it. It shouldn't be that big of a stretch for us to think with our spirit. To think with the eyes and the perspective of God to see things the way He sees them through the eyes of the Father. To see things from heaven's perspective. The mind of Christ is is spending time with the Lord and, and gaining his perspective on things and then thinking like him. Yeah. You and I are children, daughters and sons of the wisest person that exists. We have his DNA, the divine nature of the Almighty. We have his, his DNA in us, and it shouldn't be that big of a stretch to think like him. Supernatural. I'd like to call the mind of Christ in us a supernatural mind. That's what we've been given. We have the natural mind, but our spirit is supernatural. And so it's not what we do, it's who we are. You and I are supernatural beings. Why would God give us an enemy that is supernatural and not in, enable us to be supernatural? To, to fight him and to figure out his evil schemes and plans. So it's the supernatural mind in us. When, when something comes into your life or something upsets you or something happens that's just life-challenging, we need to stop and go, I have a supernatural mind. 
And it's the mind of Christ to think from heaven's perspective at this, not my earthly, fleshly perspective. If you are struggling in any area of your life, if it just, you just can't seem to get over this struggle, it's really a good chance that you're believing a lie from the enemy. He has such a sneaky way of sneaking lies into our thinking. But God is calling us higher. God is calling us to a place where we don't fall for his schemes anymore. Amen. But that we think with the mind of Christ. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who walked not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I've heard many times speakers say, lead with the heart and not the mind. The mind makes a good follower, but it makes a terrible leader, because your mind is always trying to figure it out in human wisdom and God will give you his wisdom and so the heart is the spirit our spirit and our spirit should lead in everything we do amen, amen. I know this is very natural for a lot of us but some of us may, may be struggling in this area In Ephesians, it talks about if that same spirit that dwells in you raised Christ from the dead, that he shall quicken your mortal body. I don't know if I said that just right, but you get the point. <laughs> he won't only quicken our mortal bodies, he'll quicken our mind and resurrect our thinking. So leading a resurrection life is thinking like heaven. It's not thinking like our natural mind would want to. The first thing, our first go-to usually is thinking with the natural mind. How am I going to figure this out? When our first response should be, Lord, show me this. Show me how to figure this out. Holy Spirit, I don't understand. I can't see the way, but I depend upon you to show me the way. See, I'm going to read you a scripture from Romans 12, 2 in the Passion. That's not it. Here it is. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Thinking like the world, thinking with our natural mind but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. That's thinking like heaven. What does reform mean? It means to change. It means to become like God's mind and not our own mind. This will empower you to discern God's will as you have a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. You want to please God? Think like heaven. Another thing that the Lord brought up is we ask for wisdom. We ask, God, give me your wisdom. I need your wisdom. But sometimes when wisdom comes, we don't want to give up the way we've thought all our lives. And we need to be willing 
to go, God, I've fought this way, and I've been in a rut my whole life. I've fought, and it's got me into trouble. And so I want you to redirect my thinking and change my course in my life. It's a new way to think. Ephesians 4.23 says, Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The spirit of your mind. I thought the mind and the spirit were two different things. I think it's talking about the supernatural mind here. Be renewed in your supernatural mind. The mind of Christ that's in each one of us. That you and I are capable of. Is it automatic? Is it? No. Because God always gives us a choice whether we're going to think like heaven or think with our own fleshly thinking. It should be an easy choice because it always turns out really good when we think like heaven. Yeah. I read uh, John G. Lake's book. It's about his life. It's about his ministry. And it has a lot of his sermons in it. And when I was in BSSM down in Bethel, I, uh, I did my big report that we had to do in second year. I did it on his life. This man was so amazing. His anointing just rocks me. The, the realities that he's seen in God are just, they were before his time. They were so amazing. And this is my favorite quote out of this, the whole book. And, and this is his take on becoming like God says, first, commit your body, soul, and spirit in entire, hundredfold consecration to God forever. Do not be satisfied with sins forgiven. Press on, press in. Let God have you and fill you until you consciously, until consciously he dwells, lives, abides in every cell of your blood, of your bone, of your brain. Until your soul or your mind indwelt by him thinks his thoughts, speaks his word, until your spirit assimilates God and God's spirit assimilates you. Until your humanity and his divinity are merged into his eternal deity. Thus, body, soul, and spirit are God's forever. That's where I want to live. The picture is man and God melting into each other and us becoming like God. Such a beautiful picture. When we look at the kingdom, our mindset should be there are no limits. There are no limits in the kingdom. Only the fleshly mind sees limits. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of abundance. I never thought about this before, but there are no problems in the kingdom. There is not one problem in the kingdom. Do you want to live a problem-free life? Live with a kingdom mindset. The kingdom is abundance. There's 
so many things on earth that, you know, the, the earthly mindset is there's lack and there's problems everywhere. You can just look at society and look at it and tell there's it's problems everywhere you turn. But in the kingdom, there is not one problem. And you and I are citizens of this kingdom. What should that make us? I think it should make us problem solvers. Like, we should come up with things that will blow people's mind because of who it is that's in us and who we are. We are king's kids. We are royalty. We are not chickens scratching around in the barnyard. We are eagles soaring at lofty heights. Does healing make sense to the natural mind? No. It's like you're going to say a prayer over somebody and they're going to get well. No, but in the spirit it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. So Holy Spirit, change our thinking so that we can align our hearts with you to think the way you do. Let wisdom come and have its perfect way in our life. The wisdom from heaven to correct our course, to give us a different perspective on how to live, to give us a deeper consecration of his leading in our life. Holy Spirit is the most precious gift that God gave when Jesus left. Jesus was the most precious, but Holy Spirit is so precious that God would give us someone to be with us every day throughout our whole life. I've said this dozens of times, but I'm going to say it again. Holy Spirit is a genius. He knows everything about everything. If you need your car fixed, he knows how to do that. I've found out that he's a master carpenter, the best I've ever run into. Because I'm a carpenter, and sometimes I go, Holy Spirit, how do I do this? And he just shows me. Yes. So what a gift. What would we pay to have the smartest person in the whole world run around with us and we could ask them anything, they could show us anything. But we have someone so much smarter than that. Holy Spirit. And the thing is, He loves us with an eternal love that is mind-blowing how much He loves us. If it matters to you, it matters to Him. It's not... He's a God afar off. No, he's a God that's right here. So, when we're going through life and we run into people that are in deep problems, God has put it in you and he's put it in me to be problem solvers because we have a supernatural mind that can think supernatural thoughts. Chris Vallotton, in his book, uh, Spiritual Intelligence, he says, you can not only think like God, but you can actually think the very thoughts that God is thinking because God has given us that capacity through the Holy Spirit. When we have this kingdom mindset, the encounters with God 
is an invitation into that dimension. Another dimension. It's a parallel world going on at the same time this one is. But it's the unseen realm. It's the kingdom of God. Where things are eternal. They're not temporal. Also encounters. When we encounter God. And he encounters us. And he comes and just changes us. And wrecks us in a good way. That's an invitation for us not to just keep it to ourselves, but to start a movement that you and I, the encounters that you and I have, should be for other people. People around you should have the same encounters that you're having. We can, we can share that and, and impart that to other people. One of the other super important things that the Lord brought to my mind when I was preparing this is being connected to God's voice. There's so many people in the church today that struggle with hearing God's voice. I believe God made each and every one of us to hear his voice. He created you uniquely so that you could hear the voice of God. And maybe it's because we're trying to hear him through our natural mind, our fleshly mind, when we need to go to the other dimension that he's called us into, the kingdom of God, where we can hear his voice. I believe it's one of the single most important things in all of our life is to be connected to his voice. Otherwise, we're just wandering around kind of lost, not knowing which way to go. But the other thing is he gave us his word, which is huge. And we can hear his voice in his word so many times. Over and over and over we can hear his voice. Holy Spirit will illuminate something that we've probably read dozens of times, and all of a sudden, i never seen that before. And that's probably the number one way that the church has heard the voice of God, but there's another, there's another plane, another higher level that God is calling us to. And, and I know that many of you hear God's voice. But if you're one that struggles to hear God's voice, just say this with me. I was created, I was created to hear the voice of God. I am a supernatural being. And I can hear the voice of my supernatural father. We declare it, Lord. Yes. Those people that are struggling, Lord, I just, right now, I just release the clarity of your voice, Lord, that they would hear you with ease, that it wouldn't be something they would have to strive after and go after, but it would be so easy, it would just come when they're sitting in the quiet, Lord, that your voice would just come. I've also run into times in, when God is not speaking. It's like, what happened? I believe God sometimes is quiet to see what we will do. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The lamp to our feet, it's right here. It's close. We can see it. God shows us that. But sometimes it's not the destination. It's not 
where we're going. It's who we're with. We need to always remember that he's with us, that he never leaves us, even when we can't hear his voice, that he's there. And a light unto my path. And then he illuminates the path before us and we can see where we're going. But why does he sometimes do that? It's just to see, am I going to just stop and I'm going to commune with my God and find out his heart? Or am I going to just try to go down the path by myself? So in review, I would just like to go over these points. Thinking with a natural mind or fleshly mind what not only cause struggle and pain, it will cause many problems in our life. We try to go through life figuring it out on our own with our own natural mind. Human logic without God goes down. It, it's It's almost demonic because the natural mind without God is subject to sin. Now, I'm not saying everybody that thinks with their natural mind is demonic. Not at all. <laughs> because we all have given our natural minds to God. We are the supernatural children of God. It's not what we do. It's who we are. The unseen realm is the realm that is our home. It's going to be our eternal home. And when I think about encounters with God as an invitation into another dimension, my heart yearns and longs for the unseen realm because it's my home. It's where I'm going to live forever, and it's where I want to operate from in this life. You want to see people changed and transformed? Live from the unseen realm, where it's eternal, and our affections are anchored in that world and not this, this world we see. We have a supernatural mind that can think the thoughts of God. It is a choice. Because without a choice, there will be no reward. God gives us a choice, and when we choose Him, He rewards us greatly. We will be the solution to many problems on earth if we live from this place, when we think like heaven. When problems come in our life or someone else's life, Holy Spirit will bring the solution. If we're listening, he will come and he will enable us to do what we're not capable of. I'm not capable of figuring out the problems of the world, but he is, and he's willing to share. There are no problems in the kingdom. It is righteousness, peace, and joy. Everything is right in the kingdom. 
Everything is peaceful. There's nothing out of place. There's nothing that is threatening. There's no lack. There's no limits. And joy, overwhelming joy, because our Father is the King. Jesus is the King of the kingdom. Thinking like heaven will bring heaven to earth through your life and mine. Do you want to be a conduit from heaven to earth? Do you want people to come up to you and sense the anointing on your life so much that they fall on their knees and they want to give their life to Jesus? That's so possible. When we live from that kingdom, is the kingdom free? Grace is free, but the kingdom will cost us everything. It's not, I'm going to live over here in the world one day and in the kingdom the next. No. We must live consecrated to God. 100-fold consecration to God. Colossians 3.2 says, Yes, feast on the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Fill our thoughts. What we focus on in life will become our reality. What we give our focus to. If we focus on everything that's wrong in life, that's going to become our reality. If we focus on our Father and all that He has provided for us, supernatural provision, supernatural way of thinking that's where I want to live feasting on heavenly realities will make you think like heaven when you focus on heavenly realities thank you Lord thank you Lord this message has spoke to you and you want to go farther and closer and, and stop living with the mindset of the flesh with the spirit and just raise your hand if it spoke to you yeah almost everyone in the place I'm preaching to myself too because I, I don't get it right all the time I don't think anyone does, but this is a, a completely new way of thinking. Those neural pathways in our brain that are wore in and it's a rut. God wants to make new neural pathways in our brain because he possesses every cell of our brain. And so a new way of thinking, a new way of seeing things through his perspective living from heaven to earth I just want to pray for all of us today Father I thank you so much for your reality I thank you for who you are God your reality supersedes any other reality that we will ever see Lord in this life the kingdom of God Lord is a kingdom of abundance it's a kingdom, Lord, where there is no lack. It's a kingdom where people are perfectly loved by you. 
I pray, Lord, that you would just come, Lord, that your wisdom, Lord, heavenly wisdom would come and encounter us and challenge us to live from heaven to earth with a heavenly mindset and not an earthly mindset, to live after the spirit, Lord, and not the flesh, to figure out things with your wisdom, that there would be things and solutions and problems that get solved, Lord, because it's your solution in us. You're enabling us, Lord, to figure things out that would blow people's minds because it's your wisdom that is from above. And you have given us access to that. I release that wisdom right now into every person in this building, Lord, and those watching, Lord. I just release that right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, would you just come and wrap your arms of love around us? You don't share all this with us so you can condemn us, but so you can heal us, Lord. We just release that healing right now. Lord, that we would lead with our hearts and not our minds. That your heart, Lord, our hearts would be aligned with your heart. Touch, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. We just have everybody stand. I'm big on activations. Things that you do in the physical that open up the spiritual. So that prayer that Dennis just had to clear our mind and to clear everything, all I want to do is I want us to stand. Give yourself back up to the chair behind you so you can actually take a step. And what I want you to do is we want to step into that kingdom mindset. We want to physically step into that as he changes our mind and changes our neural pathways. But we're physically telling him by taking that step that we're willing to take that step into that. Right? So on the count of three, we just want to all take a step into the kingdom mindset. Ready? One, two, three. We thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you. We've stepped forward into your mindset. We're all open to what you want us to do and re-lead us into that mindset, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Harvest Valley Worship Center is called to be a refuge for healing and a launch pad for transformation. If this message impacted you today, please let us know in a comment, or you can email us at media at hvwc.com. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to connecting with you.